Welcome to the live preaching message from Loyalty House International, a denomination originating from the Lighthouse Group of Churches, where the Word of God is imparted clearly, practically, and comprehensively for present-day living. Our aim is to provide a solid foundation, a Bible-based instruction to our church members to equip them to teach and to preach wherever they may be. Join us for a life-changing encounter as you listen to this message. Do it better for her. Oh, the louder you clap, the sooner your testimony. The louder you clap. Ah. What has the Lord done for you, please? Uh, Don't mind them. No? Okay. okay. Um, my name is Njenelao. I'm from First Love DFC. Oh. Are there some First Love DFC people in the house? Okay. Um, my testimony is about how God has transformed my life through the First Love Church. I grew up in a Christian home, going to church every day, every Sunday, but I was not born again, and I didn't want to give my life to Christ. So I had a dual life when I'm with people who are born again, and they asked me, are you born again? I would say yes, and then when I'm with my unbeliever friends, I would say, no, I'm not born again. So it was like that. So 2016, I... I came to Pretoria, and some people from First Love Techran used to come to my room inviting me to church. They would come there almost every week, but I never mind them. I never paid attention on them. And you didn't mind them at all? At all. <laughs> the whole year, I felt irritated. At the point, I would make sure that like, the main entrance of our community was always locked, so they don't come in. So then, the whole year 2016, I didn't mind them. Then 2017, I moved to another railway city, and still there, I met the first love people again. <laughs> How shall you escape such a great salvation? Hey, if we neglect such a great salvation, we shall never escape. come to my room inviting me first they used to call it branch meeting inviting me for branch meeting and I would tell them that I'm not coming any what is a branch meeting um, branch meetings like they, branch yeah, they used to call it like home sale that time and I would say I'm not coming and that is it so even if they, <laughs> they convinced me and it was like uh, the the commune where the home cell used to take place, like right next to my commune, so, but I would not go. So one day they came to my commune and they were talking to my housemate and I think they were asking my housemate if we are around and my housemate, I overheard them, my housemate was saying, no, it's me and Dinella, but I don't go to her room because she won't come, <laughs> I know her very well. So my classmate at school, was attending First Love Church, and he told me that I should come to church. So I told him, no, I'm not coming. And every Sunday, he would invite me. Even if he knows that I won't come, he would still invite me. So I got tired at school. (laughs) 
I got that because at school someone is inviting me to first lab and then at, at rest someone is constantly knocking on my room. So I decided let me just go so that they will stop. I thought if I come once, they won't bother me again. So I decided to go that Sunday and my intention was not church at all. Even I remember I was sitting at the back and some usher was telling me, go ahead and sit in front. I said, no, I'm fine. So I was sitting throughout the service, people were dancing, singing, I was just sitting until Bishop Clifford walked up on the pulpit. Somebody say, until Bishop Clifford came to the pulpit. You are sitting down like that when they are speaking about Bishop Clifford. uncomfortable because I, I could see myself throughout the preaching. I felt like he knew that I was in the service. And even after the, even when I went to my race, I was, the, the preaching was still ringing in my heart. And then the next time they invited me again. This time I didn't give them a problem. I just said, okay, let's go. Because I was curious. I was like, let me go and listen. Are they still talking about me? Or it, was it is because the word of God is sharper than any two double-edged sword. I see you preaching the word and changing somebody's life in Jesus' name. Uh, I believe that it was God who drew me towards him because I, at a point, I developed an interest uh, to go to church and I would always go. I don't know, at a point I was the one asking them, please don't leave me behind. And, yes, and they introduced me to Pastor Quincy, then... He became my shepherd. He taught me quiet time, how to pray. He encouraged me to do something in church and taught me to start a bacenda. And that's when my relationship with God changed. I became to, like, to, like when I attending bacenda meetings, and not bacenda meetings, but shepherd's meetings changed me because there's always something to learn there. And even being a bacenda leader changed me in the sense that I would always, um, the Bible to go and shape the people, but in the end, I'm the one who is learning. So I, I never saw myself doing anything for God. Like my plan was to finish my school and go live far from my. I felt restricted by my parents, so I wanted like let me just finish my school and go live far from them <laughs> and live my life the way I want. So, but God has changed my life from being someone who used to, I used to make fun of pastors and people go to church. <laughs> yes, especially people who invite people to church. Because one day I was sitting on the bus from school and there were some people from First Love, some sisters from First Love, they were preaching on the bus. I was sitting at the back and I was like, hey, these ones, they don't have better things to do. I didn't understand it. <laughs> Yeah, so now I used to make fun of people who invite people to church, but now I'm the one inviting people to And you are the one being laughed at. <laughs> so what would you like to say to somebody who's new today? Uh, if you are new here today, or maybe if you're someone who is constantly on your case telling you to go to church, it's, 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 it's for your own good. Just listen to them. And if you are here, please... Uh, Try to start something like a bacenda. Get someone to church because people really need us. Yes, because I feel like I'm forever grateful for the person who invited me to church because my life has changed. So even you, if you invite someone to church, their lives may also be changed. Wow, why don't you give the Lord a shout of praise? 
Wow, hallelujah. Our next testimony is from Sister Lerato. Oh, please. Well, do it better for her. Sister Lerato, please come. And I believe that she's from the APB campus. Hey, do it better for her. Do it better for her. Is it because she's from the APB campus? The louder you clap, the sooner your testimony. Hey! Hey! <laughs> She's a preacher. <laughs> Sister, what has the Lord done for you, please? Good morning, first lovers. <laughs> okay, I'm so nervous. Are you a film star? <laughs> Are you a film star? <laughs> Dancing star. <laughs> Okay, so um, my name is Lerato from APP, First Love APP. Okay, so um, the, Lord, the Lord did such a great miracle in my life. He just canceled an exam when I was not even ready for it. It's a miracle! And I'm surprised that you're just sitting down like that. You're despising the miracle. It's a miracle! The ones who are sitting don't believe it, but listen. Okay, so last year, early last year, I got like, um, I, I was feeling like water was coming on the side of my ribs. I don't know what's happening, but then I went to the clinic and I got an x-ray and then they said I had pneumonia. So I could, I didn't even finish the treatment, but then yeah. And then, uh, but then before I came to church, I've been praying to God and saying to my mom, I want to find a church that knows God and like. So God answered my prayers, that's why I'm here. So, <laughs> so yeah, I came to church, I came and then yeah, people were knocking, I was running away, I, I ended up coming, okay, fine. And then I got born again in October last year. <laughs> okay, so I, I, yeah, and then I got born again, and then in November I got sick, yo, I had like this flu, I was feeling cold in my bones, but then my skin was like really burning, so um, I couldn't even study, it was like November, so it's exam season, okay, I couldn't really study, and then ish, people opening the door, the wind was just coming, I was so cold, yeah. And then, and then it got worse to a point that I started having sores in my mouth, like, and my palate. It was like, I'm eating these things. I couldn't, I couldn't eat anything. I couldn't drink anything. And then I started having a deficiency. My, my sugar levels went down. My salt levels went down. I couldn't even balance when I was walking. So I was struggling to balance when I was walking. Yo, I was like stressed because it was like exam time. I was like, what is happening? What is happening? Okay. And then there was this time when, before the exam, I was there in the library in Bongiseni, uh, came, and then he was like, okay, let's go and write. Uh, I said, I can't write. Look at me. I couldn't even start, so there was nothing for me to write. Okay. And then, and then I went to my room. As I was on the way, we, we stopped and then we started praying. They prayed for me. There was like three of us. They prayed and then they walked me to my room. 
I sat on my bed and I called my roommate. I was like, Nomvelo, come and feel my, my neck. And then she came and she was like, yo, you're really burning. And I was wearing so many jackets because I was feeling like cold. I looked like an idiot. In, imagine like November, it's hot. Me now with so many jackets. So I was there and then she, she, was, like, she was shocked. She was like, what is happening? Yo. And then she went to buy Stony and, and Desperate. She put it in there and then she said, I must drink it. I was like, ah, you're trying to kill me. But then I, I didn't have a choice. I just drank it. And then I was sleeping on the bed. I was looking at the ceiling. I just said a very short prayer. I was looking at the ceiling. I thought the prayer would just bounce off the ceiling and come back down. I was like, ah. And then, Little did you know the scripture that says, call unto me and I will hear you. I see the Lord hearing you as you pray unto, as you pray unto him in Jesus' name. So, yeah, I, I just know that that time my faith was just, it was just something very, but, you know, so, yeah. And then I can't think, God, God was listening. God even listens, even when you are thinking, he knows what you are thinking about. So yeah, and then I was like, my God, I'm, I'm here on the bed, I'm sick. And then people are writing, people don't even pray. They are just happy scoring marks there in the exam room. <laughs> Yo. And then I find, um, and then Kanti, God was waiting for me to open my mouth to him so that he can just manifest what he has already prepared. So, and then Mbongsen Nokamu came there to my window throwing stones and called my name. And then I came out, opened the curtain. I was like, what's happening? And then Nokamu, I couldn't even hear her. She was like, we didn't hide, we didn't hide. I'm like, eh? What are you? I'm like, hey, hey, hey. And then she was like, hey, we didn't hide. See, there was no exam. And then, okay, I, I was like, huh? And then I went back to sleep, and I'm trying to digest it. I'm like, and I started thanking God. I'm like, oh, God, thank you so much. You, I can't believe it. And then when I... You are sitting down. If I were you, I would stand up, and I would touch the ceiling, and I would praise God for such a miracle. <sighs> and then, yeah, and then, um, where did I stop? <laughs> you are thanking God. I was, I was there thanking God, and I was like so happy. And then when I had the story, they told me that, hey, the EFF came to the exam venue, and they, they printed the wrong paper, and then the Sasko was fighting. I don't know what's happening. <laughs> and then I was like, Messiah, wow. You. But then the, the, the nice part is, is that. We had like a prayer group address where we were praying. And Mina, every time my testimony was that I want to become a tutor in second year, like one of the youngest. Okay, fine. And then we were praying there. And then they also prayed for me to heal from this sickness that I had. Okay. And then, yeah. And then me, because I was sick, the tutor applications closed. And then I applied like a week later. After uh, I felt better because I went to Helen Joseph, they put drips in me because they were trying to put the, the salt and the sugar back in my blood. Okay, and then- The nutritions. <laughs> oh, the English word, yes. And then, yeah, I started getting back to myself. I started getting better. And then I went there, I typed an email. I'm like, I'm typing an email. I really wanna be a tutor. I've been praying like these people, other people probably didn't die. So I'm like, I type an email, I sold myself on the email. I'm like, I deserve to be this tutor. I'm like, dear sir or madam, I want to be a tutor. 
I deserve it and I couldn't apply because I was sick and in, 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 okay, fine. And then I was like, said a short prayer towards the email, like, bless the email, like, God, do the work. <laughs> After like a few, 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 like maybe the following day, I received the reply saying, okay, you can bring the email, you can bring your CV, yes. And I was like, yo. And then I, I just emailed the CV, I was like, I, they're going to see what they are doing. And then God was like, eh, eh. You, you can see that you prayed and I want to do things for you. Go and take this, the thing there. And then I printed it. I went there, hardcore. I'm like, it's so far. I, I went to Soweto campus. I put the, the thing. And then the woman was looking at me. She was saying, so you are the one who, who sent the email of the CV? And I said, you must bring. I was like, yes. She was like, oh, you did well because I wasn't going to print that thing. You? I was like, yeah. <laughs> okay. And then, are you a film star? <laughs> I was like, yo, okay. I was very hurt. And then, yeah. And then I started, I was like, yo, thank you so much for giving me the opportunity. Okay, fine. And they just put it there in the box. Then I put it there in the box. Okay, fine. And then I left. And then uh, they called my mom because they couldn't get a hold of me. And then they told her that, hey, I must come for the interview. It, was, it wasn't even like 10 or something minutes before the lecturer said, you got the job. I'm like... I applied one week after the applications closed for being a tutor. I know I was praying for it and I was fasting. Ah, so now I, I have it like God is amazing. The Bible says that, you see, the fervent prayer of a righteous man, it availeth much. I see God opening things as you pray fervently in Jesus' name. So what would you like to say to a person who's come to the church for the first time today? Okay, I'd like to quote... Romans 10, 17. <laughs> For faith cometh by hearing, and hearing by the word of God. So yeah, you must just invite your friends to come and hear the word of God, because it, I got born again, and ah, God, God just showed himself like, bah, I'm here. <laughs> I see God coming through far, and he's here. <laughs> Somebody just shout, yeah! yeah. Wow, hallelujah. Do something new in our lives. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you. Stop your voice and pray to him. Ask him to meet you or you to meet him here in a special way. Let it not be another service, but let it be a service with a difference. A service that plants your feet in his house. A service that changes you and brings you to a higher level. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you. Thank you, Jesus. Father, we want to know you more. We want to know something special. Let us hear from you. Let us receive a touch. We, we're tired of the routine. And we want a real encounter with you, Holy Spirit. We desire you in a special way. We want you. Thank you, Holy Spirit. We want to love you. We want to be closer to you. We want to do something with our lives that you have ordained for us. Thank you that the enemy shall not waste our lives, but it shall be spent by you, the giver of this precious life. Oh, Rakata Ramashendere Babose. 
Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you. Every hindrance be removed and nothing be done to quench your move. We yield ourselves totally to you. Our hearts are open to you as we surrender wholly to you. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Holy Spirit. And essential say with me, Amen. Please be seated. Are you glad to be here this morning? You know, every now and then as I pray, the Lord cautions me not for us to play church. In other words, we shouldn't always be going through our routines of one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. Because when we do that, we hinder the Holy Spirit. And it's not about us, it's about the Holy Spirit. Without the Holy Spirit, we are nothing and we'll be nothing. Hallelujah. So, when you come to church, bear that in mind. And sometimes the service will take any form. Don't allow anybody to disturb you. Just concentrate on why you came here. Amen. I want us to pray a prayer. And you know the prayer. That prayer is for you to see the church, the congregation of the saints of God, for what it is. Hallelujah. Do you know why? You see, a good thing, when it comes into your life, often, often, never advertises itself as good. And therefore, always stands the risk of it being neglected. And then in the end, it is only time that reveals that I made a mistake. Those who receive it, they, they received it not because they knew it, but it's because the grace of God, the grace of God found them. And so they just took the thing. Not, if, you, if you had asked them why they took it, they'll tell you, I just felt I should take it. That's what I'm learning as the years of my life is rolling. I'm realizing that good things, eh? they never advertise themselves as good. They never. They come. It's like, if you like me, take me. If you don't like me, leave me. But those who have it is, is by grace. So I want us to pray for God to touch our hearts such that we will see church and live our lives. It's like this thing is very important, particularly seeing church. Number two, spending time with what is done in church, which is reading your Bible and learning to hear and be guided by the Holy Spirit. And I will explain to you what I'm saying, why we need to pray like this. Because you see, unless God has helped you, I tell you, even when the truth is standing in front of you, you turn your back on it. Unless God has helped you. And the reason is because of where we are trapped. You see, most of us, if not all of us, operate by our six senses. That's what we have been schooled in. You see, I can close my eyes and touch something and tell you what I have touched. I can tell you and I can describe what I have touched. That's how much we are trained using our senses. I don't know if you understand what I'm saying. That, you see, we are so trained to operate with our six senses as if to say that all that there is can be picked up by our six senses. But unfortunately, we have proven even by ourselves that there's more than our six senses can pick. By, by our invention of cell phones, by our developing of the receiver of cell phone electromagnetic waves, signals, and its interpretation, we have proven that it's not everything you There are many things you can't see. Because I'm looking for somebody who sees high James walking through the air to James. So, you see, we have been brought up to depend on what we can see, what we can hear, what we can smell, what we can taste, 
what we can touch. And then what else? I mean, the feeling is the touching. They are supposed to be six. I always, always count five. I don't know why. There's always one that keeps dodging me. What we can taste. So, 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 see, hear, smell, taste, touch. No, it's six. Is it five or six? Five senses. You have even reduced it. Now, now, let me, let me, let me, let me ask you a question. For those of you, smell, didn't I? So, so let's, they are all here. And I think the other one is just here. So, we see, we hear, we smell, we taste, we touch. Five. Now, now, let me ask you a question. If you are supposed to, those of you who are doing engineering, most equations are more or less a language. Equations are a language. Yeah, yeah, equations are languages. And it always has two sides. Now, to neglect one side of an equation means you never solve the equation. And, and if, if you manage to, to come up with an answer, the answer will, will seriously be wrong. Now, what is happening to humanity is that Satan, by his deception, has confined us to a realm. The realm where our six senses operate. But there's another realm. I said there's another realm which is beyond the six senses. And actually, that is the realm where Satan himself is. Because he, Have you seen Satan before? What dress was he wearing? <laughs> yet, yet, the Bible describes him as the God of this world. Now, so, but his deception is confine them into a realm where the things manifest. And let them focus there. But where the things originate, make them ignorant about. Let them even deny its existence. I mean, like we are here now. If it was not for the cell phones and the, the, the things we have, we would never have known that in, in present here are three or four networks. Three or four companies are represented here in this room. Chelsea is here. <laughs> MTN is here. Vodacom is here. And Telcom is here. Is Telcom not? Is it not an ETA? Yeah. But the question is, I mean, it's like you're in an environment where four companies are operating and yet you can't smell them, you can't see them, you can't taste them, you can't hear them, you can't touch them. <laughs> yet they are present in your environment. Had it not been for your receiver, you would never have known that they are present. And even which one is stronger than the other. So we need to pray that the church, which is the entry point into that realm, that God has given us, we will hold it dear and we would invest into it. And I'm going to show you the enemies of your life against this truth. Revelations chapter 3. I want us to pray and we will take a little bit longer than usual. See, if you can understand what I'm saying, your natural efforts would, would, would even help you more. Hallelujah. If, if you can understand what I am saying, your natural efforts will help you more. To neglect one half of the equation and assume it doesn't exist, you will never be able to solve the equation. And that's what Satan is doing to a lot of us. It's, it's almost like the spiritual realm and the realm where everything matters is not worth our investment. I mean, some of you, if, if they don't come and call you, you won't come to church. Oh, yes, yes, you won't come to church. You see, the, the, reason, the reason why Listen, the reason why you will not come if they don't come and call you is because you have been deceived to be blind to that world. 
Because, I mean, if, if it was a party, you don't need anybody to call you to go to a party. Because, because you see, when you go to the party, you, you know what it contributes to you. Are you with me? But it's like church. Aye. We want to sleep small. We've been going up and down since Monday and Friday, I mean till Friday. Now this church church thing. But you see, what you don't know is that it is actually this church church thing that is bringing to you what Satan has kept from you. And you see, I can show you in the Bible how that even your money, your money that is given to you, what happens to it and what it's able to do is determined by an invisible world. Yes. You see, God was talking to the Israelites in Haggai and he told them that they, they bring, it's like they labor and they get less. But even the little that they get, when they bring it, he, God, blows it. Now, let me ask you something. If God can blow it, so also can Satan blow it. If God can blow it, so also Satan can blow it. It's just the extent of power. But it's not that your money is not accessible to Satan. If God blows it, how, did he, how does he blow it? Let me ask you, how does he blow it? I don't know. But he said, you bring it and I, I blow it. And it's almost like you, you have a basket that you are using to fetch water. Hallelujah. So it's important for, and you see, if, I, if you don't do anything, at what I want you to take from this service is to, is to the Lord to help you to believe in that realm. Because without believing in that realm, the investment you must make, you will never make. You see, I've been in South Africa. I arrived in South I came to step foot on the South African soil on the 14th of April, 1997. I came as a doctor coming to, with a view of coming to work and specialize. I wanted to do orthopedic surgery. Now, I've been here for 22 years, except for a short three-year period when I went to Ethiopia. But even then, I was coming here most of the time. 22 years. Let me ask you a question. If I were to learn to speak Zulu, and I was learning three words a day, just three words a day, do you think in 22 years I will not be speaking fluent Zulu? So why don't I speak fluent Zulu? <laughs> Come again. Because I've not invested in it. Because, because I can get away without speaking. Or at least I think I could get away. Sometimes I wish I could speak. Sometimes I wish I could speak. Because my color and everything doesn't give me up. <laughs> and even if I was very dark, I would just say I'm from Venda. You can't argue with me. Ah. And I said, I'm from Venda and I married a Tuana girl because my wife is light. No, no, listen, listen. I'm, I'm very serious. I'm very serious. You see, the reason why I have not, I'm not speaking this one local language is because I have not invested into it. Now, in the same way, you see, what will hold you back into the benefit that has come into your life by believing Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior is your non-investment. But you see, the non-investment is going to come from deception. That, oh, you don't need it. That, oh, it's not as important as what you need is what your six senses can assess. You see, in Revelations, 
Uh, this one, you have so much and you bring in little. You eat, but you have not, you have not enough. Please, can we write it in English? You have planted much, but harvest little. You eat, but are not satisfied. You drink, but are still thirsty. You put on clothes, but you cannot keep warm. Your wages disappear as though you were putting them in pockets filled with holes. The next verse. This is what the Lord of the heavy army. Look at what is happening to you. It's like, it's like, think about it. Now go up into the hills and bring down timber and rebuild my house. Then I will take pleasure in it and be honored, says the Lord. You hoped for rich harvest, but they were poor. And when you brought your harvest home, I blew it away. No, no, God is saying, I blew it away. How? I, I can tell you, almost everything that God can do, Satan can do up to a point. Mm-hmm. When Moses went to deliver the Israelites from Egypt, up to a point, his miracles were being replicated. He, he, he put a rod down and it turned into snakes. The magicians also brought up snakes. It's just a question of which one is more powerful. But you see, it's a question of which one is more powerful when it's against God. But against you, there's no question. That's the the point I'm trying to say. Against you, without the help of God, you are no challenger for Satan. And and Revelation chapter 3, it says, I think verse 14, he spoke to the church of Laodicea and said, because you are lukewarm, because you are neither hot or cold, I'm going to reject you. I'm going to get you out of my mouth. I know that are neither hot or cold. Verse 16. He said, because of that, I'm going, to, I'm going to reject you. Please, can we, can we speak? Can you write it? It was spew and all the... Look, when we want the, this English, we will ask you, but when we want proper English, give us. But since you are like lukewarm water, neither hot nor cold, I will spit you out of my mouth. And then you say, I am rich. Now, let me ask you a question. Why would you say you are rich? Why would they say they are rich? Because they are evaluating what they have according to the five senses. Is it six or five? They say there's six extrasensory. Which one is extrasensory perception? No, 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 no. It's, it's Perception is, is, is another realm. No, no, no. But the five senses by which we operate. Because we don't use perception to argue our case in court. Perception has no logical evidence. Because it's five senses. Now, now, you see, why would they think or why would they say they are rich? Because, of course, if you have a house and you have cars and you have businesses, and you have clothes filling your wardrobe in one room. And so many other nice things all over the place. I mean, you, you will never conclude that you are not rich. Because according to these five senses, you are rich. You say, I'm rich and I have everything I want. You see, you, you would think you have everything you want because you, you have ignored the other side of the equation. That's why you are getting X to be 2. But if you added the other side of the equation, X would be minus 18. And you don't realize that you are wretched, you are miserable, you are poor, you are blind and naked. The reason why you don't realize is because you are operating only within a limited realm. But you see, John, the disciple of Jesus, had this revelation. But in chapter 4, verse 1, he was invited to come up. 
In other words, even in this revelation, in this vision that he was having, there are realms. There are realms. And in chapter 4, please hurry up, chapter 4, verse 1, he was invited to come up. He was invited to come up. Then as I looked, as I looked, I saw a door standing open in heaven. And the same voice I had heard before spoke to me like a trumpet blast. What did the voice say? Come up here. To do what? And I will show you what must happen after this. In other words, what must happen after this is already known somewhere. I said, in other words, what must happen is already known somewhere before it becomes visible. Now, so your, your, your neglect of that realm is a neglect of a whole section of information that would govern your decisions and that would govern your judgments. Hallelujah. And you see, that w- what Christ came to do for us is to introduce us into that realm. I said, what Christ came to do for us is to introduce us to that realm. But you see, you cannot enter that realm and operate in that realm unless you have invested in it. Look, don't, don't mind any prophet or any miracle worker who tells you you don't have to do anything. They have to do things for you. They are lying to you because the, you will not be with them 24-7. I said you will not be with them 24-7. Don't believe anybody who tells and don't make them make you dependent on them because whatever they have, you can have it if you also invest in it. What they are having, if it's genuine, is they have invested into it. That's why they are working in it. If you also, if you also take it and invest in it, you work in it. And you work in it to your advantage. I said you work in it to your advantage. Amen. But you see, it will be Satan who will lie to you that don't invest in it. It will only be Satan. Because he managed through deception to keep Adam and Eve in the realm of the five senses. Because Adam and Eve, they walk with God. They talk with him. They walk with him. They talk with him. Until they sin, and then they got separated. And now, all of a sudden, we have to call on God from a blind perspective. But Jesus came to change that situation. I said, Jesus came to change that situation. And we, are, we must pray. Because, listen, as for good preaching, I tell you, I can preach you to be happy. Look, I can preach you now. When you go home, you know that, yeah, you went to church. Oh, yeah, I'm telling you, I'm telling you. But you see, the Lord has told me and has warned me that don't give them the letter. Teach them or show them the way to the Spirit. Because it is the Spirit that will be life to them. Mm-hmm. So we are going to pray. That, that's the service. The service is we are going to pray. What are we going to pray about? That the Lord by his mercy would make us see what he has given to us as important and as worth investing into. Hey, don't believe the lie of Satan that you are wasting your time. You are never wasting your time. He does not want you to dis- discover him. That's why he will tell you you are wasting your time. You are wasting your time to pray. You are wasting your time to read your Bible. You are wasting your time to listen to proper preaching. Not preaching that is telling you, I see you rising. I see you going here. They've been seeing you. Are you rising? Huh? But I'm here to tell you, I'm here to tell you that Jesus Christ has opened the way so that the Holy of Holies is not only for one person, but it's for everybody. He did that by his blood that was shed. That is why Hebrews, therefore, therefore, let us come boldly, let us come boldly unto the throne of grace 
that we will find grace and mercy in time of need. Once upon a time, it is the high priest that must go to the presence of God to plead your case. But now, by the work of Jesus Christ on the cross, everybody has access, if only you care to invest in your spirit. Hallelujah. And you see, you cannot invest in your spirit if you don't go to a place that you are constantly motivated to invest. That things are done constantly to include you. Hallelujah. Yeah. And you see, one of the things I say about church and taking church seriously, whatever, whoever you are, pray for yourself today, that from today, nobody will step in your room to call you to come to church. You will wake up and get ready to come to church. You will, you will iron your clothes and be prepared, set an alarm. You will say to yourself, may the Lord touch you in a special way, that even if you slept at 4 a.m., you will wake up whatever time you must wake up to go to church. Because God himself has touched you, and it has caused you to see as important what he's offering you. Oh, yes. Because me, there was a time I also didn't, I was just, you know, I went, my mother was a keyboardist in, the, in her church, an organist. So I would go to church because I was born into a Christian home, or at least a, a home with a Christian name. <laughs> so I will go to church, but I only went to church when I had new clothes. <laughs> Once I've finished wearing them, that's it. To the next set. <laughs> and these new clothes were not new, new, as in uh, a new, brand new. No. But you see, in the place where I grew up, they brought clothes from abroad. Some of them store rejects, others, other people's clothes that they have worn and it doesn't fit them, but they didn't wear it a lot. So they bring it and then the people buy. Put nicely in the pack. So when they open it fresh, you go. It's called Bend Down Boutique. So you go and you do, you do selection. So sometimes when I get money, early Saturday morning, there's a place they will sell it by the train station. So we'll go. When they open it, they'll be ringing the bell. Then you go and do your selection. Sometimes you get nice T-shirts. And those were what I had. I mean, it was everything for me. Are you with me? And then I'll go to church. But otherwise, I didn't invest in it until I got born again. And I joined, after four years, I joined this church when it was just one church. That was where the teaching actually opened my mind to understand what it means to be a Christian. And got committed to the church by being involved in the activities of a church. Because listen, like anything else, you can easily be blown away if you are attached to nothing. So also pray that God will touch your heart and make you actually be involved in some activity in the church. Because whether I come because of what I do in church or I come because I just want to come, at the end of the day, I came. Because I was given a responsibility of cleaning the place, the church, and arranging the chairs. Because of that, I couldn't go anywhere. And because of that, I was forced to go to church. But at the end of the day, by being forced to go to church, I heard the word every Sunday after Sunday. And I began to change. And today, I have changed and seriously changed to the point that the one profession that I, that I worked hard for, to be a doctor, to solve all the poverty problems of my life, I've put it aside and now look at what I'm doing. Telling somebody that Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life. Yeah. That, that's how much I'm changed. Hallelujah. Yeah. So pray for yourself also that you, God will touch your heart and make you get involved. Because it's when Jesus cast out the demons out of the madman of Gadara, 
The madman of Gadara said, I want you to be my personal prophet, but I see you are traveling and moving around. I can't get you to stay in my town. And especially my people have sacked you also because of me. So is it okay if I follow you whilst I do other things that I need to do? But at least you, you must be near. I'm going to develop mobile businesses. You get it? But I need you to be near because these demons, they have worried me. They've really worried me, I tell you, Jesus. They've really, you have no idea, Jesus. You have no idea. Yeah, it's true, you cast them out, but you don't know how much they have worried me. So, you see, I don't want to take a risk. And meanwhile, when you cast them out, they went into the pigs. They are still here. Once you go, they will come for me. Once you go, they will come for me. So, you know what? I'd rather develop a mobile business so that wherever you are, I'll go with you so that I'm safe. Jesus said, no, you don't need to go with me. Just go and tell about me and what I've done for you. Go and tell about God and what God has done for you. It will keep you safe from the demons. And that is why you must also develop the habit of telling people about Jesus and actually enjoy and embrace the new life. It, it, you didn't used to be like that, but it's a new life that God is giving to you. In this new life, you will have the power, you will have the protection, you will have the help that your life needs to be successful on this earth. And this new life includes telling people about Jesus. In this new life, it's not about you, it's about God. I said, in this new life, it's not about you, it's about God. And you say, but what about me? Listen, the God that your new life is about is not a God who neglects. If he gave you life, he knows what the life needs, and he will supply it. Hallelujah. So you don't even, when you are dealing with God, you don't even have to be worried about your needs. He's on hand to supply. If you choose to live the new life that he has ordained you into. Hallelujah. So we want to pray about it. I said we want to pray about it. I'm showing you a few scriptures so that when we start praying, we can pray for about 30 minutes continuous. And I want you to, listen, if you don't know how to pray, it's not, don't bother. You know some people, they have the baptism of the Holy Spirit. You don't have it yet. Just say, Lord, help me. The pastor told me that I should pray to you. So because of that, I'm also praying to you and I'm asking you to help me. I want to come to church. I want to read your Bible without anybody pushing me. I want to enjoy the new life that you have given me now that I've found Jesus. I want to tell people about you everywhere I go and whoever I see. That's what I want to do. Hallelujah. Yeah. And then you pray also to ask God to touch you to be able to invest in it. Because you see, your, your investment, listen carefully, your investment into the new life that God has given you is going to release to you all the blessings that there is in it. You think that it is your education that will make you prosper. But I'm sorry to say that it is not your education that will make you prosper. It is not your education that will make you have a smile on your face every morning. No. Otherwise, the professor in UCT would not have killed himself. My daughter told me this professor, he could get a job anywhere. So nobody could understand why he would kill himself. Because he was rich. And he could get a job anywhere. That's what my little girl told me. So she did, they, did, they do not understand why he killed himself. The professor for the faculty of health sciences, he was not killed by robbers. He killed himself. In other words, they are, you see, you have everything according to your five senses. But there are other things that are operating that you have neglected, that you are not protected against. This is what Jesus came to protect you against. 
I said, this is what Jesus came to protect you against. And this is what Jesus shall protect you against. As you walk in this life, you will do what he wants you to do. And you will be protected to the very end when your job is finished. And you'll be, you will have a happy life. I said, you will have a happy life. You will look on your life in your old age and you smile. They'll say, why are you smiling? So God has been good to me. My life is, I, I like my life. I like my life, yeah. You will never have a regret. As you invest into this new life, the condition is you must invest into this new life. And it is only Satan that will fight against you. That is why you must, for this season, I encourage you to read this book, Losing, Suffering, Sacrificing, and Dying. Because chapter 8 of this book talks about the enemies of sacrifice. The enemies. The enemies of sacrifice. You see, as I'm preaching, even some of you as I'm speaking, Satan is speaking back. He said, don't mind him, don't mind him. He's just, he's just zealous. You know, he's, he's just, that's how he is. That's how he is, you know. You, you, are, you are different. You, you take it one step at a time. Don't, don't worry, don't worry. Don't, don't just, you come to church every now and then, but enemies of sacrifice. One of them is the Antichrist. The other one is the Judas type of spirit. And the other one is Satan himself. As Satan. I want us to look at the Judas type. In, in John chapter 12. You see, Jesus spoke a parable about the kingdom of heaven. In Matthew 13. When he said that the kingdom of heaven is like a treasure. Which when a man found. He went and sold all he had and came to purchase the field. In other words, he knew what he has found and was not willing to spare anything for it. And Satan doesn't want you to invest in what you have found. But you see, but your knowledge and your acceptance of Jesus Christ as the Son of God and as the one who came and died, as simple as it is, has in it a wealth of power. Not power from a sangoma, but power from the creator of the heavens and the earth. That's, that's, what, that, that's what is being opened up to you. A power that nothing can stand before it. And a power that does not expire. A power that will outlive you. Yeah, I'm telling you. But you see, Satan has deceived us. And deceived the whole world. Saying that even though we have it, we don't even explore it. By giving our attention and giving our all to it. Whilst we are busy exploring and spending our energy on what will give us nothing. But from today, your story shall change. As you pray, God will hear you. I said, as you pray, God will hear you. John chapter 12. And then we'll pray. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Are you ready to pray? I want you to pray. We must, you see, the house of God is a house of prayer. We can't get you on Saturday morning to come for prayer. But at least Sunday when you are here, why don't we pray? What is my word compared to you talking to God? I said, what is my word compared to you talking to God? You are better off talking to God than talk, uh, listening to a man. Let God speak to you. I said, let God speak to you. And God shall speak to you. Amen. Amen. It says six days before the Passover celebration, Jesus arrived in Bethany the home of Lazarus, the man he had raised from the dead. And the dinner was prepared in Jesus' honor. 
May dinners be prepared in your honor when you arrive. Martha served, and Lazarus was among those who ate with him. Then Mary, the sister of Martha, whose brother is Lazarus, took a 12-ounce jar of expensive perfume made from essence of nard, and she anointed Jesus' feet with it, wiping his feet with her hair. I'm sure some, some of you, if you were there at those times, say, hey, Jesus, you enjoy the girls. And then, and then some of the other girls say, hey, but you, are you not afraid? You, you, you want to rap God. It's like, hey, you want to date Jesus himself. <laughs> Thank you, Holy Spirit. And the Bible said the house was filled with fragrance. But you see, the Judases of your life will tell you you are spending too much time in praying. You are spending too much time. This, this God, God thinks, listen, focus on your life. Let me ask you, what is, which one is your life that you are supposed to focus on? I said, which one is your life that you are supposed to focus on? Which life is better than the life that Jesus brings? <laughs> but Judas Iscariot, the disciple who will soon betray him, said, that perfume was worth a year's wages. It should have been sold and the money given to the poor. There are, there are better things to do with your time. Instead of this always praying, reading your Bible, listening to preaching. Do you think you can become a preacher by listening to preaching? Yes, you'll become a preacher by listening to preaching. And you'll be a preacher of righteousness. Amen. Yeah. You see, most of you, Satan had planned evil for your life. But because you met Jesus, your life is turned around 180 degrees to a good life. Amen. A life that when is looked upon in all the realms, it will be said, this is a good and a sweet life. It, it will be, your life will be described as a well-lived life by God himself. Yeah. You see, they say, not that he cared for the poor. He was a thief. And since he was in charge of the disciples' money, he often stole some for himself. But Jesus replied, leave, him alone, leave her alone. She did this in preparation for my burial. But other versions says that whatever she has done, wherever the gospel shall be preached, she shall be remembered. You see, she was investing her perfume into something that will live on after her. But there, there is a Judas spirit that says you are wasting. Look, your life as you live it, when you invest in the, in the things of God, when you invest into Jesus, your death will not mean the end of your life. I'm telling you. There will be spiritual influences because you made an investment into your life. I'm telling you. So you, you it, it doesn't look like it's true, but it's very true. You, you see, when you cross to the other side, when now you can see there and see here, then you see your wisdom in investing in the kingdom of God into the things of God. You see your wisdom into receiving what Jesus came to give you. But now, it doesn't look like anything. And the voice of Satan may be louder, but God will help you as you pray. I said, as you pray. Amen. And I want you to spend some time to read this book. It will, it will touch on many things. It's normally, it's generally written for pastors, but don't say oh, it's not for me. It's for you. It's speaking to you. You, you see, as you sit today, tomorrow you'll be somebody's mother. Some of you are already. But when you were born, you were called a baby. But now, you have a baby. You, don't, you are not called a baby. You have a baby. Yeah. Some of you are going to be grandmothers. You see, but now, 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 you, you, somebody will call you a student. But you see, 
you are you are a grandmother you are a grandmother already even though it does not appear that you will be a grandmother that is what you are because your child is going to give birth oh yeah you don't have to pray for it it will come to pass <laughs> if you live long enough hallelujah Amen. Yeah. so in the same way you see your life as it is now you just have to invest in it the emphasis is the the valuing and therefore the investment you don't invest in what you don't value are you with me so the prayer is lord let me value what you have brought into my life jesus christ my savior and the holy spirit your spirit with me and let me invest into develop my relationship with you with jesus christ through the work of the holy spirit in me and let me invest into this new life that you have bought for me to live i don't want to live my old life because my old life is a wretched life it looks wow because i've operated only in the five senses but when i operate in all the fields of vision and senses that are available it's a wretched life but i thank you for this good life i'll live it whatever it will take lord if you have brought it to me, help me to live it. Let's rise to our feet. Thank you, Holy Spirit. I want us to pray. Are you ready to pray? Yeah. Don't, don't, don't be bothered about time. Because one of the enemies of our investment is the, the time, time. Look, what time can you have if God does not give it to you? Oh. Unless the Lord has protected you. Your eyes can be open. Your ears can hear. But you cannot do anything. Because you'll be lying in bed as a vegetable. Just watching, can't move. But God in his mercy has granted you the grace to move. Please, nobody should be going up and down. I want us to pray. It's not a time to take commercial break. I want us to pray. I feel strongly that we must pray. And I've given you the topics we are praying for. Lift up your voice and begin to talk to God. You have come to meet the Lord Jesus himself. I wanted to engage him, ask him to help you. Because he alone can help us. Do what you can do. I don't know whether people know how to sing it. Very softly. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Oh, let a voice be lifted up as we pray. Jesus, Thank you. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Lord, we lift we up our praying. voice. We, are praying. we, are we lift up our voice. voice. Jesus, Hear us when we pray. You. As we call on you, we desire, oh Lord, to see, to see, oh yes, to see not Jesus. with our senses, to see. Oh but in the realm yes. where you are. Oh, yes, Jesus. Like Paul prayed. Thank you, Jesus. We pray, oh, Lord. Yes. May we see. Give us light may in our inner see. man. Open our spiritual And help us to see. That we may see, Jesus. And give us the grace to commit. Oh, yes. To invest. Oh, yes. May we invest. May we invest. For you told us in your word, may labor not invest. for the meat. Oh, yes. Which for the perish. development of our spiritual But lives. labor for the meat which the Son of oh, God shall Jesus. give you. Thank you, Jesus. Which lasts Thank you, Jesus. eternally. Yes, we will labor. We will labor, we will labor, we will labor for the development oh, of our spirit. Oh, yes. Jesus, oh, we are praying. 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 
and our prayers. Hear our heart's cry. Hear our heart's desire to have a relationship with you, to know you, to fellowship with you. Mr. Tilly, Rivera Seattle, that we may know you, that we may know you, that we may know you, that we may know you. The love that we live, we want to live by your faith. The love we now live, we want to live by your faith. In our hearts, make us make us Jesus, <laughs>
in our lives. Good God is presented in our lives. May we esteem it. May we see it. Be precious to us. Be precious to us. Be precious to us. Open our spiritual eyes. Jesus. Open our spiritual eyes. Ricatele. Ribarasiata. Masikatele. Ribarasiata. Mama Mandoro. Ribarasiata. Ricatele. Ribarasiata. Masikatele. Jesus. Misikatele. Ribarasiata Mandoro. Mama Mandoro. Ribarasiata. Ricatele. Ribarasiata. Mama Mandoro. Ribarasiata. Jesus. Mikatele. Ribarasiata.
message. For more information, please visit our website on royaltyhousesouthafrica.org.